I want all these posts to be about some random guy's experience in a bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, and if I walk out and have a good story to tell, and like I said in a recent post, when I walk out, if there was a great interaction with the bartender or the uh, you know all the customers around me were all laughing and we're all having a great time and whatever experience happened, it happened naturally, not because somebody thought I was going right. to talk about it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Decoding Cocktails podcast. I'm your host, Chris LeBeau. At the ripe age of 38, I left my former career behind and joined the hospitality industry. Since then, I've been on a rapid journey of learning, meeting all sorts of great people, and this, this podcast, is my chance to bring you along with me. Whether I'm interviewing somebody that works in the industry, another enthusiast, or occasionally stepping back to share what I'm working on or my thoughts. I'm so glad you're here. And so with that aside, let's get into today's episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to that one cocktail podcast you love so much. And uh, coincidentally, today, we are not going to talk about cocktails or spirits. My guest today is Bill Moran. Bill does not work in the industry, um, but is the man behind the account St. Louis Taverns. Uh, And there'll be a link to that, but that's st.lewis underscore taverns. Uh, Despite all my love for spirits, cocktails, and the whole business in general, I am honestly a fierce lover of the neighborhood bar. And I kind of use that term a little bit there too. Obviously, Bill has used the word taverns. Um, But while the term dive uh, is kind of broadly culturally accepted, sometimes I feel like it can be a little bit derogatory, uh, and it's also just overused a little bit. But no matter what you like to call these bars, these are the types of places that have a fairly regular crowd and clearly passers-by, visitors come and go. But it's a lot of the regulars that make this place what it is. And uh, uh, there is um, an article I'm going to link to in my Substack page, um, in addition to some other stuff, but getting back to that, uh, the author Brad Thomas Parsons in an article on dive bars that he wrote kind of as we were emerging, so to speak, from COVID-19, talked uh, to the owner of a bar called uh, Rudy's in New York, where I've coincidentally been, and he was talking about how these places so often really are institutional anchors of a neighborhood. And Rudy, or the, the guy who owns it, I forget his name offhand, said, you know, if Rudy's got bought out by a Walgreens, he goes, I feel like, you know, his opinion was that the that the neighborhood would just die in that way in terms of it's going to lose a lot of its soul. And so even if you're not from St. Louis, I think that this is a great interview in terms of thinking about what is the role of these places, no matter what city you'll call from. Uh, And so you'll get to hear about Bill documenting uh, this journey along with his wife, Andrea. And I do think that the word documenting is an important word to note because you'll notice that neither of them appear in any of the photos. And as you heard Bill allude to that in the opening part, despite having some 5,300 followers and, you know, as he will say, you know, while maybe a little bit presumptuous, he doesn't want, as somebody who loves these bars, he doesn't want to walk in, be some known person and have that skew the experience. Um, And a quick caveat, you know, a lot of times I will send guests Uh, questions in advance just so they can feel more prepared. And with Bill having been to, at that time, 125 plus bars, 
that he had documented. I wanted to give him time to kind of like brainstorm in advance. And somehow my attempt to share those questions failed. So he was kind of being um, asked on the spot for a lot of recall. And so there were certainly some moments when uh, I successfully stumped him, which is, of course, regrettable. Um, it is a really fun account. I think they do a very genuine job of documenting this. Uh, they've got so many places now they're starting to put out these short little recommended lists. Bill's quick to say these are not his saying that they're the best. It's X number of places you could go with respect to that category. Um, he did throw out one recommendation, though. You'll hear later on. He There's a newer, uh, old, there's a a neighborhood bar that was formerly called Sophie's Place has recently been uh, rejiggered as the tavern at Clifton Heights. And um, when when pressed on giving people an, a recommendation, he was like, yeah, he's like, I'd give that one a go. Um, you can keep up with Bill and Andrea's journey at st.lewis underscore taverns. Um, if you'd like to see a list of some of my favorite all-time neighborhood bars that I can recall visiting around the country, uh, I've got that on my Substack page, decodingcocktails.substack.com, along with how neighborhood bars got uh, integrated into my 40th birthday and a link to that aforementioned article from Brad Thomas Parsons, which I think is just a beautiful testament to that. So enjoy this conversation with Bill. So Bill, you know, for me, I I was interested when I thought about where to start our conversation. I was interested, you know, if, if there was a, a first bar you remember being a regular at or kind of really feeling called to, feeling pulled to, you know? And so obviously this could be a college days thing. This could be more of an adulthood. But I'm, I'm just curious if you remember a first bar that really spoke to you. Um, there was, well, if we go back to college, then yes, there were two, actually. One was uh, a bar called Johnny's Beanery. It's long closed. That was at Mizzou in Columbia, Missouri. And uh, I don't know what it was about. I knew the owner. So you walk in, you're immediately welcomed. You know, that is a big deal. Um, uh, they had decent food. and uh, But the other one was a, <laughs> a tiny little dive bar on the edge of town called the Tiger Club. And uh, we called it Club Tigre, to make it sound fancy. And uh, <clears throat> it was... It was, there was really no redeeming qualities of the place. It was cheap beer. It was all the uh, the people who didn't want to hang out in the college bars. And uh, that's where our friends, or my friends, kind of congregated. So that was kind of the, uh, we kind of became regulars there throughout college. It was kind of a fun place. You know, and, and perhaps in certain times, and maybe to many of the places you have visited today, Part of what makes them novel or remarkable, whatever you want to say, is that there is so little that's truly special about them, that they are very themselves in a way. Exactly. Um, in my college town, I went to North uh, School, uh, a little bit north of you up in up in Truman. And one place I never met, I think, I think it was a bar called The Full Moon. And uh, so it was more on the outskirts of town. And uh, I didn't, f- I went to bars in college. Compared to a lot of people, I was hanging out more at friends' houses. Uh, but, um, 
that was always one of those places now when I think about the fact that I'm so drawn to places like, uh, you know, very lots of dives in neighborhoods. It's one of those places I, I always remember, I'm, I'm sure it would have been underwhelmed and yet it probably also would have felt very itself. Mm, exactly, yes. So when, so we've uh, we kind of had our brief back and forth. And so at some point in time, you, you know, kind of like, you know, out milling about in bars and it, it occurs to you uh, that, uh, hey, like maybe I should kind of start a little Instagram documentation of this or whatever. Walk us through the train of thoughts that led to you to actually start this thing because you're now what? You're, you're, over, you're, you're over 100 bars in now, About right? 120-ish, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So so talk to us about what led you to decide to do this, and uh, and we'll kind of get into what, what you've learned over the time. This, to give more detail than you're probably asking for, uh, my a friend of mine or a couple of friends of mine uh, about t- uh, probably probably 25 years ago started what they called the 12 Tavern Tour. And at the time, we would go to 12 taverns in downtown or 12 taverns in, uh, you know, just we'd, in little, they all had to be within city limits was the rule. And, uh, uh, and they were all real close to each other, uh, some of them walkable even. And so we would go to 12 different bars. And so after, you know, 15 years of this, we were, we had crossed well over a hundred different bars, and some of them we would revisit. Like if they close and reopen as something else, it counted as a new bar. And so uh, after a while, I people would talk about how oh you've been there, and I couldn't remember it at all. I had mm-hmm. no idea what they're talking about. And so uh, then my wife and I, about three years ago or two years ago, uh, we decided to start just going. To, we are, our goal was to go to downtown St. Louis or the city limits and visit a new restaurant and a new bar and just, and you know, explore the city. And uh, I use Google Maps. And so I would sit, we'd be sitting at lunch and I'd pull up Google Maps, look for bars near me. And one would come up on the screen and go, oh, look at this, uh, Jack Patrick's. I don't think I've ever been there. And so you click on it. And it says, you visited here six years ago. <laughs> and so I was like, oh, man, I, you know, it's funny. I don't remember it. And so we would drive there, and I'd look at it and go, oh, my gosh, I, I, had, no, I had no idea this is Jack Patrick's. You know, so you go in, you hang out. And it was actually Jack Patrick's that started this whole thing. Uh, we were sitting there, and I was laughing about how, you know, Google said I'd been here, and I couldn't remember it at all. And so I made a comment about how I should take pictures of the bar. And then my wife was like, well, what are you going to do with pictures? Store them on your computer? You're never going to look them up. Uh, you know, it, and I was like, maybe I could start like a Google Docs type of thing and just like write the name of the bar and the address or something and kind of help me. And then, of course, you're looking at, you know, a bar name. And you're like, I don't what was up with that one? I don't remember that one. So... Uh, that night, a couple nights later, I was, I had recently joined Instagram. I have a personal page for my photography and I'm skipping through, uh, some of the different pages and I had followed some, uh, St. Louis food foodies. And I noticed that they're all sitting there talking about this dish at this restaurant. And it just, it just hit me. And I typed in, I went to Instagram and typed in. St. Louis bars, St. Louis, 
taverns, uh, all this. And St. Louis bars, I think, was already taken. It wasn't being used. And St. Louis taverns uh, came up not used. So I immediately took it, and I wasn't sure exactly what I was going to do, but I knew that if I could put pictures there, tell a little story of the place or my experience there that night, that it would be something that I could remember. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was like, you know, I bet my friends follow this, maybe a few random stragglers who are interested in bars. I bet I bet maybe I get like 50 followers. This will be great. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and if anything, I'll remember, I'll be able to go, oh, yeah, and I'll look at pictures and remember I was there and what it was like and what happened. I had no idea that it would turn into this. <laughs> right, right. And, and to that, that point, um, yeah, in a way, it, you know, Instagram, despite – it's huge commercialization is also it's a it's it's a new kind of photo book that you yeah. it's it and so yeah kind of so i'm curious going back to the 12 tavern tour uh because you know i'm no stranger to long days and long nights uh was this 12 this was this 12 taverns denoting the 12 months or is this 12 taverns in a day it was in a day <laughs> okay well i can tell you why you don't remember some of the places uh uh not that I've, uh, yeah, I've certainly been on a tour or two like that in my life, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I, I've certainly, yeah, I remember at some point in time, the second or third time I went to the Cats Me, I was like, oh yeah, I've been here before. Yes. <laughs> but it was at the end of a, <laughs> end of quite the uh, the barn burner of a day right yeah. there. Um, you know, was, I don't know, I, I was also just thinking of, uh, you know, some things that I'll, I'll seed, and if they come to mind, great, we can always come back to them. Uh, because I can always think of these things like, you know, is there ever, um, like, it, if you were to think of like, is there like the strangest like promotion or special you've ever come across in terms of, like, you're, you're like shocked at how cheap it is or weird it is. I guess I'm curious in terms of like, I can't believe they sell this for that much or that they sell this in general. No, nothing comes to mind right away. Now I was my last post. I just did the vault. I was talking to the bartender, and he was. We were talking about opening. You know, I get yeah, to bars. I mm-hmm. like to get to bars. Uh, my wife and I will go out for a bar and a restaurant. You know, we go out during the day. Uh, we usually home by dinner time. <laughs> so, a lot of these bars that open at five or six, we're walking in at five or six and sit down. We're almost always the only people there, and we just got to talking to this bartender and. Uh, this bar actually opened about four and we didn't get into like five o'clock, but he was talking about how cool it was when you're the first person in the bar. And he said, we actually do this promotion called a penny for a pint or pint for a penny or something like that. And uh, he said that if you open, if you walk in and order a beer, a Bush beer, you can get it for a penny. And yeah, shout out to the folks at trust for their their, their penny so, trust, so, yeah. so, so, so that me is uh to me is uh certainly one right there so you know uh while it's not always about me and my story so like what triggered the question for me uh shout out to the uh, patch neighborhood way down south in yes. st louis uh, uh i don't even know if this this actual address is occupied at this point but there used to be a bar down there and this is 2009 or so called the patch tavern and uh so it's right on that little stretch of, of Ivory in Michigan, kind of right there. Okay. And um, so we're, we're down there for a little bar crawl, not 12, like three. <laughs> uh, we're, not, we're not quite keep, keeping up with those 12 tavern folks. But uh, anyways, we walk in there, and it's, it's a Thursday night. I actually know that. But anyways, 
Um, this woman points us to what is called like the mystery bucket. And I mean, to be fair, let me paint a picture for you guys. It is a trash can with a lid. Um, and there's a hole cut in the top of the lid and you reach into this ice filled trash can full of beer and the whatever beer you pull out, it's a dollar unless you pull out a Stroh's and then it was free. And so we definitely emptied that trash can uh, that night. And that's um, an awesome idea. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it was it was certainly a uh, a fun one right there. But yeah, I think it's also just the other thing for me is it's amazing. And obviously, you know, I say that laughingly, but I mean to me, it's also like being a fan of these places that are so at times unapologetically themselves. It, it, you know, that's even the right way to put it. But. Um, I think it's interesting how in these, some of these places you can step into them and they can feel like you are stepping back in time or you're like, oh my God, I didn't know that that sold for that price yeah. anymore. So um, that's all, always interesting and comes to mind for those places. There's a lot of places like that that when you walk in, it doesn't matter when you walk. I guess there are you know, the light Friday nights and Saturday nights they fill up, but uh, you walk in on most days and there's three or four people there and it's like the same three or four people you saw last time you were there. And the first thought always crosses my mind is I can't believe this place is still open and, you know, good for them for doing it. But yeah, yeah they're just unapologetically themselves and, yeah. Yeah, because I mean, I think that I think the term it's like, you know, second place or whatever, but I, I, I think about that. And this was a question that came up with Steve and, to, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to talk through it with you. Um, but yeah, for a lot of people, this is, and it doesn't mean that they're all sitting there drinking all the time but this is in a way this is their second space this is their home away from home where they go to commune um and so to that point you know i mean some of these places it is miraculous to think like how are they actually bankrolling this but to some of them yeah they have this very entrenched following that's just there on the regular or whatnot yeah i um so I, i'm curious on this because knowing that you often go towards opening this could help but so you know some crowds are more insular protective etc uh we don't need, need to really get into names but have you ever shown up to a place and been like you know what i don't know that that we're welcome or i shouldn't be here or have you ever been doing research and, and picked around a place i guess i'm just curious if anything's ever kind of made you think otherwise at all uh no lot you'll be surprised at I mean, you'll walk into a bar like that and, you know, everybody looks over at you and uh, and then they go back to talking again. And I don't know, I, I have a feeling if I was sitting there as the guy that was there every day, I'd do the same thing to somebody new that came in. Um, and they're never, they're never uh, unwelcoming so much. It's just that you're the new person and so you feel, you know, a little odd about it when you walk in. But I'll tell you what, 90% of the time you start talking to one of them and they're just so happy to have a new face there. Uh, the bartenders, you know, pays extra attention to you because you're the, you're not Joe, Bob or Bill, you know, it's, um, it's, it's just a new, a new face. And I end up having a lot of fun in those types of situations. Mm -hmm. Those guys. Yeah. It's always a good time. Yeah. I think, um, and that was, you know, uh, and referencing him earlier, Make sure I didn't fully flush it off for everybody. So Steve Smith of the Royale, former former guest. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Steve, you know, which would have been my big thing. It's like, hey, yeah, like maybe you don't want to show up for the first time at, you know, midnight on a Friday. 
But uh, other than that, show up, be respectful. And other than that, chances are pretty much everybody's going to be like, hey, we're glad you're here. Exactly. So, you know, thanks for enjoying this place that we enjoy right here. Yep. Have you ever, um, because I have a story for this too, but have you ever bumped into a place where like, whether or not like the term custom is happening, but like you've seen some weird bar game ritual can you think of a you know and if you need a minute or, and nothing comes to mind no big deal but uh, I'm, I'm I'm trying to think I, I think of a time that I was at uh, Babe's Tavern and maybe I maybe we talked about this but for the sake of the recording regardless I walked in late at night you know I hadn't been I hadn't been to 12 taverns but I had probably been to four <laughs> and uh, all the chairs were pulled back from the bar, and they've got a fairly long bar right there at Babes, at least one. And they are, with empty beer bottles, they are playing shuffleboard with these empty beer bottles, and they're shooting them. And I was just like, well, this is ridiculous and awesome. <laughs> little feat of humanity to behold right here. Uh, no, I have not seen anything like that. Um, there is a bar game that uh, I'm sure, I'm sure just about everybody's seen it. But uh, it, there's always like a, a cup full of dice, and I don't even I can't. It's like I guess there's some amount of money if you roll I don't know all sixes or something like that. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I've sat there and you know, watched people play it and cuss and yell about how they're so close and someday I'm going to get this whatever. Uh, so that's right now that's the one I can think of that I've never actually played. I watch people play it and they get all irate because they didn't win again and. <laughs> so yeah that's my that's the one I can think of right now but I'm sure I've got something mm -hmm. tell us about the places that you know because beyond the St. Louis Taverns guy you're also someone who kind of comes and goes to bars on, on his own like so tell us about you know uh, the places you enjoy spending your time and, uh, and, and what is it about it you know the people you know the owners you know the food the drink tell us about the places where um, you keep being drawn back to? Well, um, Jack Nolan's and Soulard's a good one. Uh, I go there quite a bit. They're, obviously, their food's good. Uh, they're, you can get their beers, their bush beers, cheap. Uh, uh, and they have a, I don't want to make it sound like a, a, a great whiskey selection, but they have a decent whiskey selection. And every once in a while, he'll get, a, he'll get something in that's hard to find and it lasts for a day or two, um, uh, but that's one of those places where the people are good, the bartenders are good, uh, the crowds. I mean, it's a Soulard crowd, so it's always kind of you know kind of the same crowd in every bar down there. But um, the regulars are always there, so you walk in and it takes you. You, know, you see a seat at the end of the bar. It takes you five minutes to get there because you stop and have to say hi to each person as you pass by and. Um, so that's a, that's a good one. Uh, I also like, um, I'm going to struggle with a name right now. Darn it. Um, oh, I, I don't go there in, enough, but platypus is another one that's really good. Uh, I just, I love a, a great cocktail. Uh, I'll sit down have a cocktail and then you go back to eat duck bill. And I mean, boy, he has like four items on his menu and I can never decide what I should get because they're all so delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so those are those are those are two that I can think of right off the top of my head. Um, 
So, so, so going back to Jack Nolan's, because this came up when we talked the first time. So do you remember, you know, uh, you know, again, you've been on the tavern tour for a long time now. Um, was this a spot your friends recommended? You knew the owner, you still live in the neighborhood. How did Jack Nolan's slowly become your, your place? Uh, I actually have a, uh, a mutual friend with the owner, um, a guy that I know from my kids playing sports. Um, we met up you know, through that. And one, I had read about Jack Nolan's because they were having, you know, had great burgers and they had only been open for a couple of months at this point. And uh, uh, he, my mutual friend posted on Instagram about how he went and visited his old uh, college roommate and doing great things with cheeseburgers and, you know, check it out, whatever. And so I was like, oh, shoot, I should, I should go down there. And I just walked in and with my wife and we walked in and ordered a cheeseburger. It was delicious. Uh, it was a fun, fun place. And Jim, the owner, was there. And as he was walking by, I just happened to be like, hey, you know Brett? <laughs> He's like, yeah, my old college roommate. And so we talked for a few minutes. He was in a hurry to go. He had to leave right away. But um, since then, he and I have become have become good acquaintances, good friends. And, uh, uh, you know, it's just one of those things where you know, my son works for his other restaurant, AJ's. And so he's, he's helped. Are, you know, he's helped me out for uh, getting my kid a job, and you know, he's he serves some great burgers, and you know, both of his restaurants are, or both of his bars are doing well, are, are great places to go. The internet could solve this for me in two seconds, but uh, AJ's, I don't know if I know AJ's. It is the old Jefferson's in uh, in Belleville on the west end. Got west it. end of Belleville. Okay, okay, yeah, that's that's outside of my typical yeah. my, my typical perimeter right there. So, got it. Okay, that's helpful. I was like, why do I? I don't know everything, but I feel like I know a lot. Um, in terms of the world where people should, you know, and I feel like we certainly live in a world where at least people claim to like trying new things. But so, um, say people are kind of you know listening to this and they're like, okay, like hey, I should I should do this, you know. And what you love or recommend here isn't necessarily what they're going to be like, oh, this is my favorite ever. But if someone has ever been like, okay, I'm I'm feeling a little uh, hesitant about, you know, just walking into some random, you know, tavern or whatever, are there a couple where you remember just, I mean, you, you, you talked about how often people are so happy you're there once mm-hmm. you kind of come in, but are there a couple of places you feel like are easy spots to land that... Um, people might not think of right off the top of their mind the i just was at recently was at uh the tavern at clifton heights and it was i don't know i i remember when it was uh uh sophie's i think it was sophie's place and uh oh that's what that okay i remember you made that post and i didn't know what that was so it's right there on watson right there yes okay yeah and uh a friend of mine used to love it uh and so we went there back back then and uh uh unfortunately my friend's no longer with us so we you know have kind of stopped going there but uh you know i I realized that this is a place i hadn't been and when we pull up i was like oh man this is the old sophie's and so we went in and they've made it uh they made it a little bit better in my opinion uh, Sophie's used to have like plexiglass on the back side of the bar and on the game room side, and 
they've opened all that up so now you can sit all the way around the bar, the backside and front side of the bar. And uh, I don't know, I just, it's got a, a patio out back. It's a small, basically big enough for you to stand and smoke. And I was like, <laughs> a table for the smokers out there. Um, but uh, yeah, so we, it was just, it was a good, a good easy spot. I felt like the crowd was, there were, there was a day of a, I think we had three games going on in St. Louis that day, so everybody's there in different jerseys. And there was a guy who had obviously been there for too long, and he was getting up to leave. And it, I even mentioned it in my post about how people get up to leave, and it, you know all the goodbyes and teasing and all that turns into a thirty as thirty minutes onto the departure. Mm-hmm. And that was a true story. We, my wife and I, are sitting there laughing because this guy was trying to leave, and everybody kept coming over and hugging him and making him fun of him about you know, whatever happened the week before and. Uh, so it was just it was just kind of a fun crowd, and I'm sure half the people I saw there were regulars, so they're probably there right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so one, thank you for that clarification. Yeah, because I've I look at some of your posts. There are places I've definitely not been, but some of them like oh yeah, been there, been there, been yeah. there. But so that that's one I will need to check out. Is there knowing that you and your wife often walk in early? Is there ever a place you've walked into relatively early and you've been like? oh my God, this place is packed. Like, I mean, uh, so again, some of these are like, obviously me really taxing your brain, but I'm I'm always curious about the place where you're like, oh my God, yeah, this place has a crowd at four. Yeah, ah, that one will take me a minute to think of. Uh, I I know there's been some, because we've made, even made jokes about about uh, the size of the crowd, but I won't, I won't remember a name right now. Sure. Unfortunately, there's so many right now. So another one, yeah, and this is where... Uh, to everybody listening out there, I, uh, I I had a share a share doc fail before this, so I uh, I sent Bill some like again. He doesn't. There's no right answers to any of these questions because I was also interested. In, like, uh, if there's ever a bar you've really struggled to find that you were looking for, you know, Google's obviously pretty good yeah. at getting us places, but like uh, at times you're like, oh, like this is a bar. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, some places just from the outside, you're like, yeah. no identifiable. Um, uh, you know, again, this doesn't need to be about, you know, so you, something you said to me was when a post tends to be more of an uh, observe, uh, a review, uh, like an observation, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, you know, here's where it is, a little bit, you know, might indicate that it wasn't the best experience or whatever. You know, I don't, I don't want to throw anybody under, sure. under the bus right here, but like, is there anything that you, you uh, experiences that were uh, memorable because it was, just totally underwhelming and you don't need to like in in, in say it however you will yeah. so. no there's a there's a particular bar um a lot of the bars once you cross uh river to pear they're all you know they're all smoking and it's i just i you know it's it's hard to sit in a bar and and when the place is hazy and but at the same time if it's a, a cool bar like mary's blue blue ribbon lounge we went in there. It's hazy and smoky, but man, the, the people were great. The owner was there. He had on a, a Cardinals jacket that he had basically covered in patches from all the World Series and all the all the championship games and everything. And he was a joy to talk to. And so, I'm willing to tolerate smoke when uh, when you know it's a good time. But I went to a, a particular bar and it was smoky and a guy at the bar was he was I mean it was probably probably noonish and he was so drunk he was I thought he was gonna start a fight with the guy next to him and it's just one of those things where 
I didn't get, it could have been a cool bar. I just, it was my one bad experience. And so I never did write about it because I couldn't think, I couldn't even like, sometimes I come up with a story about myself or something that happened in the past uh, to kind of fill in some of the, some of the blanks. And I couldn't, I was like, I'm just going to put this one aside for a while and mm-hmm. maybe I'll revisit it some other time. I will say, yeah, to your point of like the northern part of South County, I feel like there's a part of like town and country too. Um, my parents, not too far, too far from their house. Yeah, like I don't know what it is. Like in parts of like St. Louis County, I guess that there are provisions still. There's a little corner bar I went to near their house recently. I walked in and I was like, oh my God, they allow smoking in here. <laughs> yeah. It is, it is such a shock and hey like i mean uh you know who am i to sit here and to judge or whatever exactly. but, it's, but it's more like you walk in and like i'm like i, I can remember i was thinking i was in that bar for about nine minutes i walked out my clothes just i was like you know what this is not this is not yeah. fun there's it's listen i get it if if you're a bar owner you should get to do what you want with your bar uh it just so happens i prefer that you don't allow smoking yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> if it's, i get my way <laughs> it's um but yeah, like, I mean, hopefully, you know, like people are either in or out at that point yeah. in time right there. Um, what about, I know you said that you and your wife, when we were talking originally, like to kind of, uh, you know, jaunt out of, out of town for like a hike or whatever, yeah. things like that. Uh, you know, and I know I've seen you post this, but like if people who are in St. Louis, since, you know, not all of our listeners are, hello, everybody else out there. Um, but if you find yourself like wanting to take a trip outside, you know, the greater St. Louis area, uh, is there a bar, you know, somewhere that you remember bumping into in kind of more rural Missouri, rural Illinois? Uh, so this is where, again, he's like racking his brain. I have a bar. I won't remember the name of it, but it is, if you go to, um, uh, we hike, uh, Han State Park and on the, as you're driving down to Han State Park on the right hand side, there's a bar slash restaurant that looks kind of log cabinish, and uh, I mean it's by no means is it a tavern or anything like that it's more restaurant but we always stop in there and uh, on the way back from our hike and have a beer and and move along and I don't I don't know if it's just because it's the first place that has something uh, or if it's just now it's become kind of our thing but that is one of those places that when you travel outside of the area I like to go there um at, at this point in time, um, because, you know, the pandemic shifted a handful of things in general in the world, do you have a, a thought on, like, what percentage of places you go that are cash only at this point in time? There, I, I would I would guess maybe maybe 5 to 10%. Okay, yeah. There's a lot of places will take credit card. Yep. Some places, of course, charge a few extra dollars for using a credit card. Um, we are actually... Uh, I actually have a funny story that before, it's now called um, the Gallery Pub, but it used to be called Thurman's on Shaw. Oh, sure. Yeah. And uh, we walked in and it's a, you know, it's a, they've got great cocktails. They have all this, you know, food and whatever. We walk in and sit down and my wife orders a cocktail and I order a Manhattan and it's a beautiful day. We're going to sit out in the patio and I uh, uh, turn I ask how much and I hand her a credit card and the guy's like, we don't take credit cards. And I, I panic cause I don't, I don't, I very rarely carry cash. Sure. My wife, when we go out, she didn't even bring her purse or anything. And uh, I, I was just like, I, 
I don't, I, I cannot pay you. I, you know, I, I don't even have a, a debit card uh, to go get cash. And uh, the, guy, the guy ended up, he's like, all right, so we don't, just don't tell anybody this. And he went and got out some old credit. It wasn't like a, you know, the, the zip back and forth thing, but it was, <laughs> it obviously hadn't been used in a while. Got it. So he was able to charge my card. Man, I felt so bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it does. I do feel like you probably should make attempts to be overt about it yeah. um, because, yeah, just so few people carry cash anymore. So at this point in time, 100 bars in, I'm sure we have plenty in the greater St. Louis area. Do, do you feel like it all, are you struggling at all to like find the next place at all? I'm curious, like with, with your following or people like, hey, you should come down to whatever. Or how, how is the sourcing going 100 plus bars in at this point? I, I'm actually starting, I, I actually get a little worried sometimes. Uh, you know, I read about new bars opening up like that little lager. I can't wait for them to open up because <laughs> it's, it's a new bar. Um, there's a couple of places that, uh, you know, when I first started, uh, I was making a post and I had like 30 followers or whatever. And I'm like, maybe I should go back and do some of these bars that I first did. Uh, I don't you know. There's a lot of people who send me a message like, oh, you should check out the Mac. And, already uh, been. Yeah, I was there you know, six months ago or whatever. And so I know that most people aren't always scrolling back and looking at it. So I might be able to get away with some of those earlier ones as a, as a redo. But man, there's a, there's a lot of... Uh, scanning Google Maps and and trying to find anything. Mm-hmm. I saw that um, you. I think you recently, you know, mentioning Jack Nolan's had your like top five, like you know, cheeseburgers or yeah. whatever. Question: I, I was curious in terms of more of those compilation posts. Are there other categories you've you've thought about that way? Best best beer selection, or so so so. What are the other things that? do exist that I've missed or might be coming one day? Um, well, first of all, let me clarify that uh, I'm not doing like five best. This is more a category of um, I would like to get a cheeseburger. Well, here's five bars uh, that offer a, a great cheeseburger. Got it. Uh, I wanted to do like all of these are five bars for something. So uh, somebody did comment about, um, I can't remember the name of the restaurant, but it wasn't a, it, it's not a bar. And so I just kind of wanted to, to, you know, highlight bars that have these, whatever these topics are. Um, <clears throat> I do have a, a, I think I have a pretty good category for next month. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say anything because it's so unique. Um, but uh, that one, uh, I'm looking forward to my one that I will be doing on May, May 5th. Um, but other ideas are, are the, are the ones you know, of course, there's going to be like we talked about doing five bars and their best cocktail, or uh, uh, five bars for a great happy hour. Um, we're trying to do things. I mean, every year, uh, all the local magazines post uh, um, bars, patio bars, and patio restaurants, and rooftop bars, and all that. And and if I run out of ideas, I, I may do something like that. But I'm trying to do things that just haven't been done. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that's kind of the direction I'm going. What about, um, you know, and again, some of this I know is, is you racking the brain, but, you know, so platypus, despite being a little bit more, you know, it's not like super elegant or anything, you know, they certainly boast in their 
aiming for like a co- a, a good co- a great cocktail program. Mm-hmm. Are there bars you've been to that um, were decidedly more middle or low end of the road where you you were kind of surprised by their their drinks program at all? Again, I, I'm asking you to scan a hundred in your, but I'm I'm curious. Yeah, sort of. Well, you know, a good one is, uh, and maybe I'm maybe I'm not looking at it correctly, but when you walk into uh, the Royale, it looks it's got just that classic. Yep. Uh, tavernish look to it mm-hmm. and um you know they it's got a great patio and so i i guess when you walk in you don't expect as a first time person walking in i don't i guess you wouldn't expect there to be these cocktails that are amazing yep um uh, i'm sure there's others right now i'm the royale is a great <clears throat> answer because yeah to me it's more like i'm curious if there's a place where you know, now cocktails are so in vogue versus once upon a time, whether it was in New York, Toronto, or here, sometimes it was more, oh, there is a bartender who happens to work in a couple of places and they know what they're doing. So, um, but yeah, Steve, you know, um, very much intentionally made it a point from early on, like we are going to like really work to kind of hone our cocktail program. But you're right, for the first timer, um, when they walk in, they would certainly not expect the Royale to present the way it does. Yes, I agree. Yeah, if they walked in blind. Okay, yeah. I think it's it's more, you know, the, the, the moment you remember being surprised by a place. Like, like you know, or you turn around in a dive bar and you're like, I'll have a bush beer. And they're like, that's 1250. And you're like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Is this Manhattan? What's going on here? Yeah. there's And another, another good one, I think, is... Uh, with the whole idea of the campground patio and all that is the golden Hoosier. Mm-hmm. When you walk in and there's all the mounts on the walls and you go into the back and it's there, it feels like a Missouri state park, you know, out back and, uh, but boy, they've got great cocktails too. Yeah. No, uh, I was at the Hoosier pretty recently and, um, how they're, they're doing, they're doing real good work over yeah. there. Um, so, you know, I feel like you kind of have a nice, posting regularly but are there other things regarding i don't know what you've learned along the way or are looking forward to that we haven't talked about yet i don't want to i don't want no i'm like this last post uh i happened to stumble on some i was actually on the on the uh uh, the website and it was just the history of the building and i was like this is perfect i mean just recap this and then go right into the description of the bar and uh, my next, um, I'm torn on who I'm gonna who I'm gonna do next. I have two bars. I stumbled on two good ones, and I didn't stumble on them, but I came across two good ones, and I'm torn on what I'm gonna do next. But one of them is a, another great history story, so I'm kind of leaning towards that one right now. Um, so that'll be my Saturday morning post. I think I'm probably gonna do uh, uh, the hi hat and Sular, and it's just. It's just got a great, great backstory. It's the building that Hilary um, Clements lived in, who was the guy that he and four of his friends got together and decided on some cold winter day they wanted to go have a party and walk up to a tiny little pub on the corner called McGurk's. And they walked up there, got thrown out, and <laughs> came back home. And here we are, what, you know, 40 ish years later, and it's turned into the biggest party in St. Louis. So yeah, Soulard Mardi Gras. So yeah, huh? 
I uh, I don't know if I've been. To, so it's called Hi Hats. Yeah, it just opened. I would say within a month. Okay, got it. Yeah. It's uh, the old Johnny's. Uh, oh, okay, it was yeah, yeah. For a very brief period of time, yep. right there on Russell. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry, this is a lot of insider baseball to those people who aren't, aren't <laughs> from the area. But uh, okay, got it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the number of bars is just yeah, it's it is stupefying to keep up with. Um, Bill. Uh, you know, anybody out there that wants to follow along, we'll obviously have it in our show notes. But so, uh, run us down on how we spell that hand, the Instagram handle out here, so we can make sure that everybody gives you a good follow. Right, it here. is st. underscore taverns. Perfect. Um, it is. It, it's funny. I don't know. You know, who know who can keep up with social media in terms of how you bump into people. But I remember for a while. You know, because you get there so early, it felt like some very like, you know, which I think is what you designed it to be. It, you know, you're not in the photos. No matter, it felt like this very like interesting like documentarian look at places. And so I almost it it didn't strike me as like it struck me as more like an institutional look at St. Louis's bars. And so uh, so there's there is a man behind the camera, but uh, uh, as Bill was saying to me, it's like he likes to keep a pretty low profile. So. Give them a follow, and you can kind of keep yeah. up with uh, what's uh, what, what's going on out there in our our scene. That was that was actually done intentionally. Uh, there was a time where people were following me that were friends, and I wanted to see if they'd ever figure out it was me. And uh, <laughs> there were I would be at a bar, and my wife would be talking to a friend of ours for several years, and they were like, "What did you do today?" And Andrew's like, "Oh, we went out and you know visited a couple of bars for Bill's." Uh, Instagram page, and they're like, "Oh, what's his page?" And she'd tell them, that "They're like, I, I love that page. <laughs> I follow that. All my friends." So yeah, it's uh, so I, I do it on purpose. Uh, one, I don't know if it'll ever be big enough for this to happen, but one, I don't want to walk into a bar and have somebody like a bartender or owner or whatever recognize me. Um, I, I know that's pretty presumptuous, but it's something that. I want all these posts to be about some random guy's experience in a bar. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, if I walk out and have a good story to tell, and like I said in a recent post, when I walk out, if there was a great interaction with the bartender or the, uh, you know, all the customers around me were all laughing and we're all having a great time and whatever experience happened, it happened naturally, not because somebody thought it was Right. Talk about it. Yeah. 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 And, um, you know, Bill was very quick to say, hey, that, you know, any bar can be any given Sunday. You could walk in on just bartenders having a bad day, bars empty, whatever. But if you're looking for at least his take on it beyond the photos, which are always done, so it's good to know about your photography interest. um, It sounded like what he said was when you're reading the actual caption, you know, if it was not necessarily the most memorable thing, then you might get a pretty quick rundown on the establishment versus when you tend to see more documentation of interaction was at least seems to seed the idea, at least for his experience, was a more colorful and memorable one. Yes. Got it. And I should uh, point out that I do have a photography background. My wife would probably yell at me, but she does probably 90% of those pictures. She... uh, I have this fear of, like, of taking pictures and 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 settings like that. I don't know what it is. It's Me just too. one. Of those. <laughs> Me too. So, 
when I'm, you know, when especially when you're in a in a small tavern and it's all local or uh, regulars hanging out, last thing I want to do is be seen taking pictures. And so I try and be as discreet as I can if I'm by myself or whatever. But uh, my wife, she'll she just gets up and fearless, <laughs> fearless. Um, well, that no, that's that, that's great to hear. Um, yeah, Bill, thanks for taking some time after work today to chat. This has yeah. been great. I really appreciate it. I appreciate it. It was a good time. Thank you. You bet. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. The show notes for today's episode are available at decodingcocktails.com slash podcast. If you'd like to keep up with what we're working on, there are two great ways to do so. One, our short weekly newsletter, Cocktail Confidential, which you can sign up for at decodingcocktails.com slash newsletter. Or give us a follow on Instagram at Decoding Cocktails. If you think this podcast is great stuff, we'd love it if you'd subscribe or, of course, share an episode with a friend. The Decoding Cocktails podcast is produced by Chris Bay and myself. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon, and happy cocktailing.